Welcome back to A Brief Chat with Jason Crane for Thursday, the 25th of July, 2019. Uh, I wanted to say a quick happy birthday shout out um, to my friend, Professor Cedric Johnson, who is uh, A, brilliant, and B, uh, years ago when I was hosting uh, the first talk show I ever hosted on the uh, a short-lived affiliate of the short-lived Air America. Uh, Cedric was a regular panelist on that show and and said a lot of smart things that really helped me clarify um, my thinking back then. So I really appreciate that. Um, I've been talking about kind of some of the realizations that I've had around me and work and mental health and so on and so forth. And I said yesterday that that not having a regular job um, has been a, a kind of mixed mental health bag, which is true. There's been a fair amount of anxiety because of how little money we have. Um, and yet there's been a lot of positive uh, mental health benefits of not being part of a kind of hierarchical reporting structure with a boss and so on and so forth, as I'm about to be again and about which I'm I'm fairly you know worried if if we're all being honest here. Although I did get a, you know, a, a very part-time job this time that I'm hoping I can survive for however long I need to survive it. But in any case, I wanted to talk more about the effects of the positive side of the equation. In other words, what it's been like to have a lot more leisure time than I've been used to. Because of the fact that I don't do Uber 80 hours a week or whatever would be required to actually make enough money to make a living at it. Um, I mean, quite honestly, because I just don't want to. <laughs> uh, because I don't do that, and the other things that I do that earn money, namely my podcast, The Jazz Session, and my freelance writing, don't take all that long in the grand scheme of things. You know, those are not, you know, 20 hour a week pursuits or whatever. Because of that, I have had a lot more time to do my own thing that has been the case for quite a while. So, you know, to read books, to meditate, to take walks, to play music, to, uh, you know, kind of educate myself about different topics, to, you know, fall down YouTube rabbit holes, whatever, whatever it might be, you know, not, not all those things are great. Um, but that has been incredibly instructive for me because it has reinforced one of those epiphanies I had about myself, which is that it is not that I haven't found the right job. It's that the pursuit of a job is not the thing that gives me uh, any contentment or satisfaction or happiness. I, I talk a lot with my friend Mike about the idea of happiness, um, which is an idea that he doesn't really buy into. And at some point, I, he'll definitely, I hope, agree to come on here and 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 talk about things. But you know, the, if we if we take out some sort of notion of like happily ever after happiness, which I actually think removing that is one of the, one of our huge problems. But if just for the sake of argument for now, we take that out and we think about um, instead some idea of contentment or satisfaction with the conditions of life, then uh, I think it has been it has been pretty good. This this not having a you know kind of normal job. Um, in the way I've had from 18 to, you know, 44. And I think another point about that is that it, besides reinforcing this thing that I knew about myself, it has given me some more courage, which is really important because I have to be honest, when I, 
when I started talking to anybody, really, almost, about this idea of just not wanting a job anymore, almost no one that I know uh, supported it. Um, you know, there's a million examples of, you know, the sometimes we all have to do things we don't want to do messages, you know, which are A, not helpful, B, kind of condescending, and C, uh, which probably should be A, I think really point to the amount of resignation with which we all approach life. And again, I think it's resignation fueled by this anxiety manufactured by the people who need us to keep doing what we're doing, um, as George Carlin said, to keep showing up at those jobs. It's the people who need us to do that, who need us to feel this anxiety constantly about what our life is like, about the fact that we're one car repair away from disaster or, you know, one medical bill away from disaster or one anything away from disaster. The fact that disaster is constantly looming is kind of the the thing that underpins so much of our society and is so much of our motivation is either to deal with the fact that disaster is always looming or to move ourselves out of a place where disaster could be always looming. And so little of that is about moving ourselves to a place where we are really spending our time doing things that bring us contentment and satisfaction and happiness and awaken joy inside us and harness our creative energies and so on and so forth. And, you know, it's not to say that in this, you know, anarchist utopia, I envision that there's not going to be poop to be shoveled and clothes to be washed and food to be cooked and so on and so forth. It's to say that those things can get done by people kind of sharing the load and spending as little of their time as possible doing the necessities so that they have as much time as possible for doing the things that they would spend their life doing if it were really up to them. And, you know, I've had conversations with uh, folks who just say like, well, you know, I am doing what I would be doing. You know, I'm, I'm traveling or I have this, you know, nice house or I, you know, X, Y, Z. I don't think if you ask most children what it is that they want that they the things they come up with are material things you know like i'm traveling doesn't mean like oh i'm just spending all my time trotting the globe with a backpack and you know kind of uh, living on the kindness of strangers it generally means well during the vacation time that i'm have that i have i'm using the money that i've earned to take trips kind of within the bounds of what's allowed by that amount of time and that amount of money and that's not the way, you know, people describe a life of adventure or the or what they want to spend their time doing. You know, I always wanted to be a but then X happened and I had to be a uh, you know? So, I mean, how many of those stories have you heard or have you told over the course of your life? And so a big a big part of uh this this kind of feeling of positivity around not having a, a more traditional job has been giving me the the internal support to withstand an almost complete lack of external support because almost the only place that um and i will say my partner has been amazing through all of this but almost the only place that you can find support for ideas of the nature i'm currently espousing is through social media unless you happen to live in a place where there are you know kind of communities of people who are on the fringes of thinking like this i don't live in one of those places and I just don't I don't ever talk with anybody who just naturally thinks the things that I think or even really an approximation of them particularly. Um you know I I don't need people to be in lockstep with me but I don't really even have people who are kind of walking on the same road as me who I regularly get a chance to talk with in my life. And so uh so having some kind of internal conviction that it's 
it's right <laughs> and that it is what leads to happiness and contentment is incredibly important because you know i'm not going to lie to you if you if you start thinking in this way you're quickly going to find yourself distancing yourself from a lot of the people around you that's just how it is we we don't live in a world that is designed to support this kind of thinking as i keep saying it's designed to support exactly the opposite I, however, know now what's right. Um, you know, for years, I've been essentially working on the same bachelor's degree since uh, before my spouse, my current spouse was born. Uh, that's how long it's taken me, and I've never finished it. And uh, there are a lot of other things that I kind of left uncompleted. And I used to talk with with people and therapists and family and friends about this, you know, what is it that's wrong inside of me that that stops me from doing these things that I start. And finally, the other day in a conversation with my parents, I said, you know, it's taken me 45 years, but I've, I've finally realized that I don't have any desire to continue along paths that help me become somebody other than who I really am. And that essentially support the antithesis of what I think about how to live in the world. And that's another reason that during all of this time, therapy has not been a path that I've chosen. And I'll talk more about that uh, tomorrow on, the, on this week's final episode. Uh, that's it for today. Jason at jasoncrane.org. If you want to either PayPal me a ton of money or if you want to talk to me or if you'd like to come on the show or anything, uh, you can find out all the stuff I do at jasoncrane.org and my other shows at thejazzsession.com. I love you and a better world is possible. Please.